Good evening. Sunday night, the 18th of April. Had to do a quick check then. I really should remember. It's the night after my lovely wife's birthday yesterday, so I should remember the date. Um, episode 33. Um, famous number 33 for me, um, the great Larry Bird. So let's uh, let's throw him in there. Let's bring up Cuz. Uh, how are you, Cuz? G'day, As How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to hear from you and see you again. Yeah, and you let's too, just, mate. Uh, you too. Let's bring Lovey on as well. How are you, Lovey? How are we, boys? Oh, have a look at you. Good, mate. Got the sporting gear on, ready to roll. Mate, only winners. Just win it. Just, just, just. Uh, we're in the winner stuff, mate. That's all. Yeah, well, I'm uh, fair to say. Fair to say, I'm a happy man at the moment. Um, both Melbourne Storm and the Demons flying. So we'll take it oh, while we can. It's a green old flag, hey? Look yes, out. absolutely. Who would have thought five and zero? Um, definitely wasn't on my radar, that's for sure. No. No, not um, at all. What was it? What famous are... 33s? Absolutely. Who's yours? Have you got one? I've got three from basketball, actually. Um, so, Scotty Pippen. Yep. Um, Abdul-Jabbar wore 33 uh, for a little period. Yep, absolutely. And um, Patrick Ewing, number th- another number 33. Um oh. Arguably the greatest player not to win a championship ring for me, along with Charles Barkley. Yep. Um, and then we've got, I guess locally, we've got Glenn Walker, haven't we, Cuz? Glenn Walker, loved him. Both sides of the biggest. body. How good was he? Both sides of his body. Mate, the biggest nose I've seen in football. Oh, Fantastic. Geez, you're going back a bit there. Haven't had a better 33 soon. Well, you got Sugar Healy? Yeah, Sugar Healy, the Wiz, Jeff Farmer. We've got a couple down there. Yeah. We've had a couple. No, I don't think. I don't and think we've had a good thirty-three since Walker. Oh, Braden Hams. It will be. <laughs> Little piggy, he'll be fine. <laughs> so anyway, we'll uh, the bacon on too for another two years. Good. We have. He does all right. The bacon, good. Yep. Happy with that. Uh, what about Joe Danaher? Turned it on the other night. Had his best on best performance disposal wise. It's fantastic to see, isn't it? Just as. Uh, as he exits the club, he turns it on. It's always the way, isn't it, against his old club? Look, I could Said be really immature. I could be really immature about this one, but um, yeah, look, good luck to the guy. He made his choice, made his decisions. I don't agree with them, but then at the same time, we've all made decisions that a lot of people don't like every now and again. So who cares? We move on. Well, you handled that very, very politically, mate. Well done. Well, yeah, well I, I wasn't so political about 10 o'clock last night, mate, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, um, it's a frustrating game, but I suppose when yeah. you're winning, you're happy, that's for sure. Um, and we'll take it while we can at Melbourne, that's for sure. Uh, just disappointing, disappointing not to see more people there today. Um, hopefully, What's going on there? Anzac, hopefully, Anzac Day. Well, it wasn't our home game, so Melbourne supporters don't tend yeah. to go to games that aren't theirs. They don't want to pay. And when the plastic Hawthorne credit card supporter dropped off since. <laughs> yeah, they're right. a little disappointing. They're a little disappointing. Uh, but to be honest, to be I'm honest, not... it was score, the score was pretty flattering, let's face it. Um, mm-hmm. the, there was nearly 10 goals in the end, but they kicked the 10 goals in about 15 minutes. So um, I think yeah. Hawthorne turned off the tap. Um, but onwards to next week and match of the week, no doubt, will be Melbourne-Richmond, um, which will be a ripper. So I can't wait for that. Our first chance to really... Chance, mate. You've got to be a chance. Yeah, it's our best chance in years. So. Um, I'm 
always say we're gonna we're gonna drop one now and we're probably gonna lose to North Melbourne so in a couple of weeks. So um if we could beat Richmond, I'd be wrapped with six and zero. But anyway, enough about sport. This isn't a sport gig tonight, even though we're all seem to miss the memo regarding sporting attire. This is a this is one of uh this is the music the music session for us and um geez we've been lucky with some special guests uh who we've had and just that little clip we play at the start compiling some of the guests we've had on um we're very blessed to have so many great musos in and around melbourne and friends of ours and um no doubt another one coming up so let's bring on berkey um good to have berkey back gentlemen how are we going good mate very good mate that's great my my 33 has got to be um the guy that did make a great decision which is the uh collingwood legend david cloak uh, yeah. he, he turned it on when he came over. He was a serviceable mm. player for the boys. He was about the last I remember. So I was going with Larry. I had that all week. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, should have brought well, you well, earlier. Uh, it's like, well, edit it well, out, mate. So you can say your Larry first. <laughs> we only got him so he could get his sons. But anyway, uh, <laughs> getting off the sport thing, get put it parking the sport thing, guys. Because I'm a Collingwood supporter, don't want to know about it. Um. So I changed over last year and got a Melbourne Victory uh, Seasons ticket. So that's gone in the oh, bin yeah, as well. Going. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> cool. you, guys, you guys might not know this. I'm also a passionate Victory fan. And yeah. no, it's disgusting. It's not good. Absolutely disgusting. Sack the whole lot. Well, quickly, sorry. Again. Seven zip. What just happened there? Just <laughs> well, let's park that anyway, lads, because um, once again, we've been. <laughs> We've been blessed with another uh, legend of Australian, Melbourne Australian music. It's just carrying on the fine tradition of this little show that could. And uh, first seeing him with the with the band, the Idle Hose. And I saw him one night um, supporting Chuck Jenkins. We went we went there to see Chuck, and um, blown away by this guy just yeah, sitting there playing guitar, singing his songs. A phenomenal songwriter, and he went. Uh, we saw him with the Idle Hose, and then. Uh, he, he uh, left that band and started up Raised by Eagles. Had some massive success, won some arias, and uh, now he's gone out on his own and he's um, he's he's punching really uh, a way above his class. He's just a, just a legend, great songwriter, great guitar player, triple, quadruple threat. He's a good-looking rooster as well and played the main guitar. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome on Luke Sinclair. How are you, Luke? Great to have you on, mate. Hey. Good. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Berkey, for the for that introduction. No pressure. No <laughs> You'll rise to it, mate. You'll rise to it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. First of all, um, Luke, um, welcome to, to mate, episode 33. It's a pretty special one. Um, lot to live up to, mate, with uh, obviously sporting stars. We mentioned a few there, but um, you're definitely um, – I've discovered you only in the last few years, to be perfectly honest, Luke, and um, through Berkey, actually. Um, and I've absolutely loved what I've heard, mate, to be perfectly honest. And going back through the back catalogue now, and um, I said to Berkey not long ago that I really think right now you've absolutely hit your straps with what you're doing right now with your current band. So, um, I, boys, uh, Cuz has actually been to one of your gigs, and Lovey is desperate to come to one of your next gigs. So we cannot wait to uh, to be there, mate. But... Thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, thanks very much for having me. And, um, and yeah, that's, uh, 
it's really something to hear you say that because um this this latest project of mine was really something I wasn't sure I was even going to do, but lockdown happened and um and raised by eagles kind of you know uh semi imploded during that period and as did a lot of people and a lot of things and a lot of um friends that I have in the music business really found that to be a tough time so you know I was um I really I really released this album as a mental health exercise more than anything else because um I just needed it you know I needed I needed to be doing something else that wasn't just um you know that wasn't just working my day job and 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 uh and you know and not being able to see anyone or get get any energy back from from playing live gigs so um this little project was born and and I couldn't be happier with with um the way it's gone down and yeah, to hear to hear you say things like that, uh, to hear any people saying that it's you know that I seem like uh, I, I'm sort of much more present uh, when I'm playing the music um, is is beautiful to hear because uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to be received and it and it could not have gone better. I've just sort of um, ma managed to find a bunch of great great guys that have become really close friends of mine now um, through asking them to play uh, these songs with me just so I could record them. And now we're doing all these gigs and gigs keep rolling in. So I feel like I'm in the best place I've been musically for a long, long time. And, uh, yeah, who knows? That's who knows great to hear, That's that great to hear. We, um, we're at the Georgia for the, for the launch we actually, we were, we, as and I went to the soft launch too at the post office. And, soft launch uh, was, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was an interesting gig. You played great, but um, I'm not sure the crowd, I think it was a Friday night, the old booze crowd at the post office and uh, we were shooting people all night. But the George, <laughs> George gig, Cuz came to that one as well. My God, the band were just at, on their, at their straps, weren't they, yes? Absolutely. Phenomenal. Yeah, that was super. Yeah. And the banter on stage with the guys, it's a real brotherhood. It feels like it's a real brotherhood. Yeah. Well, that's what it's turned into, you know, in a, in a really short space of time, which has been been great and something that I've needed, you know, um, from music for, for a long time as well. And to have that kind of connection and, and you know, solidarity and support across the board has just been a revelation. And, um and and yeah, like every gig just gets better and better. I, I felt like that soft launch at um, post office. Like we had a great we had a great gig there. I mean, I I've really missed those kind of you know. Raised by Eagles started playing gigs that weren't you know we sort of weren't getting those pub gigs. We weren't doing those pub gigs so much anymore. We were just playing ticketed shows and we were yeah. traveling a lot. So um, it was really good to get back. Amongst the, you know, Hunters. the beer spilling, talking <laughs> um, pub vibe it was really, it was really fun. The energy was great in the room that night, you know. Yeah, it was ripper. I, I thought that gig that we went to at the George was fantastic, Luke, because I thought watching you with that band, even as you said, you haven't been together that long, 
just the connection that you had with that group. Like you seemed to just really gel really well together, and as a result, played really well together. Did you sort of feel that as you were playing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and friends of mine that have been seeing me play gigs for years that have turned up to these have have uh, sort of made a point of telling me that that it, it the energy just feels really different and really positive and um you know that banter stuff just comes really naturally because you know we're we're always sort of talking like that amongst ourselves anyway and it's just really nice to be able to bring it on stage and and you know create a a warm connection with the crowd uh through through that kind of you know talking to the crowd um, rather than just through the music, you know, which is something I've never been good at, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm finding it a lot easier with this with this crew. Um, so yeah, I, I de definitely think that you know that that friendship and that kind of you know music musical connection that you have just makes all the difference when you, especially when you're playing live, you know, really comes across. And yeah, yeah, like I said, it's been. It's been a, a mentally healthy, cathartic experience from top to bottom. Definitely. Well, I think that's good. Good timing to uh, to maybe get you to pick up the guitar, mate, and and give us your give us the first song, and then we'll talk a little bit more about um, you know what that was really like in lockdown for you, and and the release that came from that through this music. So no over to you, mate. Well, I'm, you know, I, I haven't, I really haven't played acoustic guitar for a long time uh, because it's all electric in this new band, which I'm just loving. But uh, I said to you guys earlier that I was sitting in here today, sort of warming up for this, and um, it was really nice to get back on this beautiful old girl. So I'll play Paper Boat. You've got to imagine these like really, you know, rocking. Pitboard out on the sea in the center of my telescope. I always had one eye on you. You know I always had a hope that you were gonna be alright. You were gonna be just fine But I could never turn you around Or carry you into the shoreline We were broken when we came together Bound to nothing to change But you never get covered from me You just dropped right out of range Thought you were gonna be alright she was gonna be just fine But I could never turn you around And carry you into the shoreline And you say There's nothing left to try Yeah, you Say that all the time
I'm always gonna worry for you That's the way Thank to start, you. mate. Beautiful. Um, honestly, what a beautiful song, Luke. Um, it's one of my favourites off that album for sure. Um, I've mentioned it to Berkey a few times when we've done a few road trips on the way to gigs and stuff. And um, I know it's the first one you kind of released, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Uh, I can't remember. No, the first was um, was um, so two to be released, mate. Yeah, <laughs> running on the wheel we released first, but Paper Boat's been getting a, a good run, um, which which is great because I didn't release it as a single, but it's probably my favourite song on the record, um, yeah. and it's so fun to play live. You know, it's kind of, you know, um, it's it's very sort of straight down the line, uh, rock and roll, country rock and roll. But I grew up listening to that. Yeah music and I, I really wanted to write a song like that you know and so now i've got one which i love having in the having in the set because you can really lay into it yeah absolutely um just tell us a little bit about that song luke um and and the story story with it <sighs> oh jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's i mean it's uh, you know it's whatever it's whatever uh it means to anyone else that's listening to it really. But for me, it was just about, you know, uh, the frustration of, of somebody that you're uh, connected to um, for life, uh, for better or worse, through through having kids together really and then um, and all that falling apart. But you've got to, uh, you still have to sort of maintain, um your relationship because you'll be connected forever if you've you know if you have kids with someone so uh and and when that's not going well and and you know uh, some one of those people is making a mess of things uh you know it's really hard to try and um 
fix that or fix them, you know. So you can really just watch it happen. And th this song's just, you know, uh, a bit of a bit of an exercise in sort of uh, um, purging those kind of thoughts that that you know that getting through that. It's beautiful, mate. It's real. Yeah, it, it's you know songwriting is a really cathartic process, um, and uh, I don't always really know you know what it is I'm I'm writing about. I just uh, you know it's just a it can be a mix of a whole lot of shit that I've been through or stuff that I've seen, and it's all sort of pieced together in these songs just yep. so that I can you know. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's really just a, uh, important for my mental health to sort of get this stuff down on paper. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Love so, it, yeah, we we love the album, and I and so I think it's a perfect title um, album too. It's obviously a pretty deep album for you, um, mate, and, and an album of reflection as well. And it's interesting mm. that it comes through that whole phase of that whole lockdown period. Um, so many people doing it tough during that time and so many people with social isolation and all sorts of things happened and and mate that's half the reason we well it is the sole reason to be perfectly honest of why we put this this little show uh together that was supposed to be one episode and 33 later we're still doing it um and i think it, it's really great and, and i know you kind of connected with it when when we kind of told you about the show and what we we're doing and and you were pretty keen to kind of jump on and, and support us as well which so we thank you for that but um, you know, lockdown time for a lot of people was really a hard time. And to, for us to be able to stream different musicians and, and get into their lounge room and have a chat and some were, you know, a lot of musicians did different things during that time, obviously. Um, but it's it's so awesome to hear that, you know, you were able to purge, like you said, you know, a few thoughts and put those on. And to, for such a positive album to come from that, um, it's just awesome to hear that you're getting such great feedback from it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, mate. I. You know, I I, um, I had to do something about. I mean, I think mental health is is really come to the fore since lockdown, and that you know it's been really hard to see friends and and um, and just you know our community in general really struggle through that, and and a lot of us continue to struggle because we've had to sort of reinvent the way we do things, and um, and you know. Uh, I, I, I've discovered um, CBT. It's like it's cognitive therapy through lockdown. It's really um, turned things around for me. And I think that, you know, I think that has really had something to do with the way that this music and this album's being received just because I'm, I'm in a much more positive place or a place where I can really, like my anxiety before before lockdown was was out of control, and my anxiety during lockdown was all consuming. So, so this process, this 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 um this CBT stuff is just uh, about, you know, it's really just about um, I don't know, it's a it's about finding evidence for your anxiety and, and discovering and, and, you know, 
and really challenging why you feel anxious. And and um, once you do that and you sort of can own those emotions and understand them, they don't frighten you anymore, you know. And and it and that's the very definition of catharsis as well, you know. And um, it's just been super important to 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 find out about that stuff and um and put it into practice, which hasn't been easy, but it's you know it's starting to manifest in ways that uh, that aren't even really intentional. You know, once you yeah. do that work or you start to do that work um, on yourself and 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 really sort of uh, work on your self worth and self esteem. And you have these tools in place to understand your anxiety; it goes away, and then you know everything. Um, everything just starts to to become much more positive because you're sort of letting go of these automatic negative thoughts that you know that run a lot of creative people's lives. You know, you yeah. you, you you know we we. Yeah, we're sort of always looking for a way to sort of get this stuff out. Mm. And um, if you can't, it just can really start eating you up and, and you know. So well, it's really well, you're important. Alone. Yeah, you're not alone there. It seems to be the most creative guys, the, lots of that we've had on the show and lots that we know and the guys that we go and see. What you're, what you're giving to us is that same sort of, that same sort of feeling, you know. Um, yeah. You, you the guys are going through it, and it, it's amazing how many uh, talented, extremely talented, that that creative edge people are, are anxiety ridden, and you know, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, going on stage and playing and stuff just kills them. So, yeah, to you, brother. Good job. Oh, thanks, Berkey. I think you know, all of us experience anxiety, and we uh, just try and you know drink it away or, or, you know, booze was a big one for me and I'm off it at the moment, which has been really hard, but I can't tell you how much easier it is to think positively when I'm not hung over all the time, you know. And, you know, that's just one of the, you, you treat all these internal uh, issues with external substances and and it, it doesn't work. It's just like scratching a, an itch and making it sore. I mean, it feels great when you scratch it and it goes away, but then it comes back worse than it was before. Yeah. So if you just leave it alone, i.e. stop drinking, stop scratching that itch, then, yeah. uh, you know, it's really hard because you want to scratch it, you want to scratch it. <laughs> um, but if you don't, eventually it heals, you know, the, the wound heals and 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 then, uh, and then you don't, you're not itchy anymore. So... You know, that's the plan, um, but I'm not making any promises to myself or yeah. I'm just trying, you know, and I think it's, it's really important for these yeah, mental health uh, conversations to, to, you know, to be had and to continue, especially in, in this music industry because we lost a few great people um, oh, yeah. recently yeah. through, through hey, Luke. that kind of shit, you know. Luke, great to meet you, mate. Um, just you to too, mate. It's it's really fascinating. There's a lot of similarities to what you've been talking about and what I've gone through, and, and obviously a few others around us. Um, many, many others. Yeah. Besides music, I mean, have, have you found other vices you could potentially like? Have you tapped into anything else besides music, for instance, that you would go, "Wow, I didn't know that was out there." 
puts me in a good frame of mind. Yes. Because, um, you know, he, sometimes you go back to the things that are familiar to you that you know you, you can be happy about. It. But if they're starting to not even work that well, have, have there been other things that you've turned to as well that have made you happy? Like, what, what's, how have you turned this around outside of music? I hate to keep repeating myself, but cognitive behavioural therapy has has yep. turned things around for me and continues to. And it's really it's really simple. It's just about um, you know you, it's an exercise that I do all the time. Now I used to write it down, but now I can just do it in my head, and it's like I'll get really anxious or really sad or really depressed, and I can't really put my finger on on it. And then so. You know, um, so there's an activating event uh, that makes me feel that way. And then there's the thoughts or the beliefs that I have around that activating event. Uh, like, you know, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, everyone's going to know I'm a piece of shit. Um, I'm going to I'm going to screw this up, you know. And so and, and then so, you're, you know, you know, because of that, you feel super anxious stressed, uh, you can get angry, you know, and then it's about just going back and, and, and trying to figure out what the evidence for, for those beliefs are. Like why, why, do you believe, why do you think you're a piece of shit? Why do you think that this is going to fail? Why do you think people are going to feel this way about you? And you, nine times out of ten, there's no evidence for that, you know. You, I just think about all the times I've done it before and it's worked out beautifully, which is nearly every time. It's and an individual so, thing, right? Yeah, and so there's no there's no evidence for, for, for me feeling like I'm a piece of shit or people are going to think I'm making a fool of myself. And mm. so, you know, and so then you just come up with a, with a more rational evidence for a more rational thought and, you, you know, you just apply that thought and the anxiety just sort of you know you can feel it dissipate i mean it's not going to work for everyone but it, it really works for me and to have that tool and just to be able to do that every time i feel like i can't do something because of my anxiety uh and work through that that kind of process um you start to do it automatically and you start to get yeah. much less anxious just by just you know, because it kind of moves from your head into your heart, perhaps, and and then it's automatic. You know, so outside of music, sorry, that's a really long answer to your question. But outside of music, um, really, it's it's my motorbike, my <laughs> my riding down Mary Creek with my headphones in is kind of like meditation for me because I can listen to a podcast and ride and I'm not thinking about anything else except what I'm listening to and what I'm, you know, what I'm seeing. So, you know, exercise is, has been really important for me along with yep. cognitive behavioural therapy, along with getting off booze. But um, outside of that, you know, I bought an electric scooter the other day, much to my daughter's awesome. disgust. She said they're really <laughs> uncool. Um, what was she rather? <laughs> she would just rather not. She wouldn't ride anything like that. She just gets around looking cool. Um, Mate, next week, next week it's a skateboard, all right? Yeah, I, I went through that phase too. I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> I hurt myself. Believe me, I want to. I tried to go for a roll um, in lockdown, and I couldn't walk the next day just from just from rolling around the the streets for ten minutes. You know. So now I've got a, a skateboard. I can just stand on. It's got a throttle, and you just. Uh, 
You just <laughs> hoon. That's it's gold. really fun. So that kind of stuff is, you know, really great for, for my sort of, you know, mental health and, and release outside Good. of music. But nothing really lives up to music when it comes to catharsis, you know. Well, speaking of which, Luke, well, you've got that beautiful beast in your uh, in your hands. Can we hear another tune perhaps? Sorry, cuz. Sorry, catch up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Some music thing. Sorry, I sound like mm. a... No, it's great. It's good to hear. This one's called hear, Boots, Boots to the Grave. Sorry, man? No, it's great. Okay, how's this go?
Love it. Awesome, Luke. Fantastic, Luke. Really good, mate. Thanks, fellas. So, mate, it's great listening to your music and you, 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 the way you sort of sing a song is like you tell a story, which is fantastic, and we we all love that with um, artists. What would be your sort of major influences in your time, mate, that you look back when you first sort of picked up a guitar or really took a liking to music? Who are your sort of main sort of influences and sort of artists that you looked up to and aspired no, to be, for want of a better word? No, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, no, Dylan, Dylan came much, much later. I wasn't ready for Dylan until I was in my 30s. But, um, but uh, you know, really, uh, it's just like my family's all sort of Scottish and Irish. And um, there used to be, uh, like Dad always had, you know, it's a classic story, but Dad always had plenty of, you know, commercial 70s country records lying around the house and I was just obsessed with those even as a, a, a little kid you know just seemed so um, mysterious and, and poetic to me before I could really even grasp what they were on about it just it sounded like magic to me like a magical place in time that I couldn't really get to you know like a like a dream or something but there was always uh, sing-alongs, you know. Uh, we'd, we'd have dad, dad had friends in town that that would come around and bring all their kids around and light a fire and they'd play, you know, really bad country songs all night, John Williamson and <laughs> Don Williams. And, yeah, and, um, you know, John Denver and all that. But... And I really just was running around as one of the kids there, but really soaking that up, you know. Yep. And then, and then um, I started playing guitar, but really only because my sister did. And I was like, you know, competitive siblings, and I was like, she's doing that. I'm going to try and do it better. And so she's she ended up, you know, she stopped playing guitar. But once I picked it up and learned a few chords, that was it. And once I realised you can play. Those four chords, I, they were, I could play like a hundred songs, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like I can just do different variations of that turnaround progression, <laughs> and I can play all those songs I was listening to that Dad had on those records. I was like, "Oh shit! This is how you do it. I can do it," you know. And so, you know, that was that was it. And then it was just music, music, music from then on, and I just constantly discovering music through friends, older brothers, and, you know, I discovered all the great country music through my best friend in high school. His older brother had this tape collection that had, you know, Steve Earle and um, Towns Van Zandt and uh, all the, all the uh, like, all the Willie Nelson stuff and all those, you know, Waylon Jennings and all that outlaw stuff, and it, it just was like, wow, this is... Tom Petty, you know, um, was a massive influence in my high school days. It still is. Early but, um, Tom Petty, hopefully. Early Tom Petty. Hopefully, yeah. Early Tom <laughs> Petty is where it's at, yeah. But I love, I love it all. I mean, you know, he's got a million songs, so there's bound to be some misses in there. Yeah. But they're mostly hits. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
I just I, I love his whole ethos and he to me is like um like one of my favorite female performers is um is um Chris Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders. And I reckon that Tom Petty and Chrissy Hine are the same spirit in cap oh, yeah. in encapsulating different genders. Like they yeah. just remind me so much of each other in their approach to music and the way that they deliver songs and the kind of songs that they write and uh, and you know so and taking on the establishment as well and yeah bucking the system and yeah Chris Chrissy Hine was a big um, influence and so was um oh so was the Divinals you know Chrissy yeah. Amphlet so <laughs> talk about rocking the establishment were incredible women sorry talk about rocking the establishment. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I, I just uh, thought that they, those those women were really, and I didn't realise how much harder it was for women then, like I was just listening to the music. So that, that makes me appreciate them even more, you know, to have, to have existed in a time in music that was just, I mean, it's still full of toxic masculinity, but back then it would have been yeah. off the charts. And those women just, uh, you know, broke broke the mold, and um, and they're, they're some of the greatest rockers ever, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Very got a plan, exactly right. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I play. How many, how many more do you want me to do, fellas? Will I do a Raised by Eagles song or? Yeah, let's hear. Yeah, let's hear a Raised by Eagles song. I'll do falling through. Hey,
no way back down through the dust to change your mind. The only thing you're gonna change is who you left behind. Down Jericho Road, we'll all be thinking it through. We'll take a drive, we'll take a drink. You gotta keep your rolling. Keep Something like that. <laughs> that was great. That was really good. Wish I could Jeez. do something like that. Bad income. It's been a while. <laughs> that is bloody Thank good, you. mate. Hey, uh, really just a quick one. Yeah. Yeah, just a real quick one. Now, as as Aaron mentioned, I, I've I've got to get to one of your gigs as soon as possible for the first time. Um, Cuz has been the one. Obviously, Berkey's been a fan of yours mate, every for time we have a guest on, mate, I want years. to ask them. You're having a dinner party, Luke? Hang on, cuz. Hang on. Hang on, cuz. I'm in the middle of a question, you cheeky bugger. What's going on? I don't know which question to answer. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, just, take, I'll just take the hard road. I'm just going to ask No, no. So my question to you would be, uh, obviously, you're hitting up pubs and, and hitting, hitting venues again. Um, is that the sort of thing you're you'll probably do over the next twelve months or two years? Are you looking at? Do, do you typically do bigger, like, sort of, you know, big, not big day out, but Rochford and all that sort of thing? Are you are you uh, going to expand all back out to that again, or what, what's the go for you, Loki, in terms of um, what you want to do in the next twelve months and two years? Good question. I have no idea. I, I mean, you know, I'm just. Hmm. Um, I was so driven with Raised by Eagles and I worked really hard to sort of get that up and running and then, you know, keep getting to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And and we did do pretty much all the um, all the festivals in Australia that mm. for, for our genre anyway, like Port Ferry and Queenscliff and out on the weekend and, uh, big sound and all that stuff we did, and uh, so, and and uh, yeah, you know, it was a lot of work, and um, yeah. So this time around, I just sort of thought I'd throw this to the to the wind and see what happened. But and and I promised myself I wouldn't really try and um, sort of uh, you know get too deep into trying to make it a success. Um, I thought it'd be more important to sort of get myself into a good place first. Yeah. Um, so I've, I'm, I've been doing that and, as I mentioned earlier, like it seems to be affecting the music as well because uh, this is just – I'm just sort of taking it as it comes and I, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I'm not going to organise any grand tours or anything like that. But having said that, um, you know, we're getting gig offers – so, uh, so who knows? I mean, I wasn't going to press any um, CDs, 
because I, I just thought I'll, I'll do this digitally and I'm not going to spend heaps of money and all that kind of mm. stuff. But, you know, and behold, this last week I just I've, I've ordered a bunch of CDs and I, uh, to get pressed, which I'm really excited about. And I yes. stayed up all night doing, doing the artwork and sending that into Implant and all that stuff that independent artists have to do. And, um, and I'm really excited, you know. And I, yeah. I have to thank Berkey to a, all you guys really to, to, um, for lighting a bit of a fire under my ass and making me think I should get some merch together. Because I, I saw Berkey at, um, <laughs> what was that last gig? Uh, Lane. George. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you guys made me feel like I really should be getting some merch happening. So thanks for that, and I am. And on Friday, the 25th of April, which is next weekend, we're doing a big one at the Brunswick Ballroom with Fen Wilson, and there it is. Fen Wilson, Madeline Lamont, and Simon Nugent, and Folk Bitch Trio, which is an <laughs> amazing band, Trio, of um, young women who are just killing it at the moment and are getting so many gig offers that they, they, they're sort of in this position now where they need to start saying, but they can't say no to me because Gracie is my <laughs> niece in that band. And so she's a very close family. And, you know, I was looking after Gracie when she was a baby. Um, she was like her and my daughter are like sisters and, just to be playing shows with her now on seeing her get the same kind of shows at the same venues that, that I've been playing for years, it's just been amazing. And so it's going to be very special to have them play at the ballroom. Bit of full circle stuff, eh? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> mm, uh, can I just jump in, Kaz, before you ask yours, Kaz? Can I just say, yep. going to the sporting analogy again, when, <laughs> years and years ago we are sitting around watching the Arias and we had a few people over. And when when uh, when you guys come up and you are nominated, we're, we're sitting around the edge of our seats, going like, "Come on, come on!" <laughs> and when you just got up and you you won that aria, we're just out of our chair. We gave a high five, and, and it was like a, it was like a grand final for us. So um, it wasn't wasted, mate. So uh, you gave us a bit of joy there. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's been nice to win some awards. Uh, although I think they were music Vic awards. Um, and, you know, having that kind of stuff uh, to validate, you know, your music is invaluable as well. Um, you know, just to make, make, make you feel like, uh, you know, recognised as an independent artist outside of, you know, um, all the hoops you've got to jump through and, and everything to sort of uh, be signed and... and and you know, really sort of doing it with a team. Uh, that stuff's invaluable. It really pumps up your tires, and it and it and it's something I'm really proud of. You know, um, and God love proud. it. Great work, mate. Yeah. Every guest we have on the show, Luke, I ask them the same question. I'll ask you the question. Question without notice. So I apologise for that. You're having a dinner party. So obviously, you're going. You can invite five friends. Who are the five people you're inviting? They can be living or dead. It's whoever you want to invite. 
Hmm. So there it can be anyone. I would invite yeah. um I would invite Carl Jung, who is my favorite psychologist of previous years. Uh, I would invite um, um, Chrissy Hind, Tom Petty. Um, don't have meat on the egg. Don't have meat then. Oh, really? <laughs> um, oh, my God. I would invite um, Rick Danko because that, that would just really get the party started. Imagine the harmonies, wow. Um, and I would invite, who else would I invite? Um, oh, so many. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to have a chat with um, Neil Young as well. That's not bad. None of those people are friends of mine, but I'm sure after dinner, we, after that night, we'd all be very close. After they hear this album week, they probably will be, I reckon. Yeah, thanks, Becky. <laughs> I hope they get to hear this album. Tom Petty won't. No, that's good for you. I wrote a song when he died that I've never um, – it's almost, you know, I, I think I'll record it now that it's been a while, but it was – that I was really sad about, you know, yes, about that to a degree that I've never experienced before until John Prine died. And then, fuck, I should have said John Prine. I, I want him at, I want him able. Yeah. Well, he's your, he's your fifth every, one, mate. You've every done night it. Of the week. What's that? He's your number five. He's, oh, okay. No, I only said four, John Prine. Yep. Did you know you could sm yeah. you can smoke the internet now? <laughs> and blow it up anyway. That thing's it's got a you plug it into your computer for Christ's sake. Unbelievable. That is crazy. <laughs> smoke it's smoke responsibly. Yes. Well put don't smoke. Mind. Put the disclaimer as Yeah, yeah, no, all good. All good. Um all right, Luke. First of all, just before we go to maybe one last one, um, tell us a little bit about where you're playing next. I know we've got one coming up on the 25th, but what else is uh, what else is in the catalogue, mate? There's a few things coming up here. Yeah. A um, few more have dropped in since then too. But uh, excited to head up to my old hometown uh, this Friday night. Beechworth Memorial Hall. I think the last time I was there was for – the best and fairest in 1992. <laughs> Beachworth Thirds. I won. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, believe me, do you? Now what? Hey, it was got to drop your name next time we're there. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> no one else ever wants to see this, so I'm gonna. There it is. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. That's nasty. Hang on. What does that say? Can you read it? Of course. I can get my. Best and fairest. Best and fairest, 1992. Gosh. So that was, that was the last time I was at the Beechworth Memorial Hall. And so now I've returned. I'm going to return and play a dinner and show there with this with the band. 
So that's going to be You're special. Conquering. When you go back, mate, I reckon just put the trophy beside you on stage. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I try and show the family and they don't want to, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so, and then we're going to do this big one, at this one, yeah, uh, at Brunswick Ballroom. Really excited about that. Simon Nugent and the Capes are one of my favourite bands. And um, and Fen Wilson's killing it. And Madeline Lamar is just Lehman. Sorry, Maddie. I think it's Mad- Madeline Lehman. Uh, is just about to release a record, or she has released a record. And, and they're a powerhouse. They're really fun band to watch. So it's going to be a great night. And then uh, I don't know what are we doing after that. What's that say? Oh, Belbray. Yeah, that's a. Um, that's one down on the surf coast, which is going to be really fun. Major Tom's is always fun. That's uh, in Kyneton. Beautiful, uh, beautiful bunch of people that, that work there. Yeah, and, and great. yeah, Rob Rob Jones is an absolute legend. He used to own um he used to own Movie Reel. Remember Movie Reel? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Down on Westgarth. That was his Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's always great talking about movies with Rob. And uh, then we're at the Northcote Social Club, which is going to be a classic. And then uh, we're doing Winter Sounds Festival. Yeah, there it is. Look at that lineup. Yeah, that's I'm a over, river. The moon. over the moon. And the Riverboats Music Festival crew are uh, my other favourite. Um, they're probably my favourite festival crew. They're just. They're just amazing to work with and they just really look after you well. And they're always great events. They, you know, that's one about sort of getting live music music up into regional Victoria and that's what they're all about and uh, and that's really important, you know, and they're always really... Is that Justin, Luke? Is that Rudgy? No, Rudgy's on um, Port Ferry Folk Festival now. Um, oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew one, yeah. Yeah, but... but um, just for the people at home, that's Justin Rudge. He's like a man about town in the music business and used to manage Raised by Eagles and did an amazing job for us. Uh, and, yeah, so he he um, – it's David Fraser and and uh, and his crew, yeah. Great bunch of people. And there's something else that I'm forgetting. Uh, but anyway, I'll put them on. Worried about on the, the thing I'm worried about the most on that last one is uh, – the 16th, the 18th of July. It's a smack bang in the middle of winter, so I might have to get the old, um, the old VB mittens out. Still drinking oh, yeah. if it's five degrees and pissing rain, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it is called it's, winter uh, sounds. That's the only thing that would concern me, just remotely. I don't think it'll fuss me, but anyway, that's all right. Yeah, get the jacket on. Rug up. up. We're gonna light a fire yeah. on stage. Oh, good. <laughs> Absolutely, you are. <laughs> We um, and we we can't uh, go without promoting, obviously the new the new album, mate. Heavy Dreams. Um, if you haven't found it or want to know where to get it, um, other than the, other than at a gig, um, you can look up uh, Luke on the Bandcamp and make sure you make sure you get a copy. Most importantly, because it's getting it's going to get a bit of airtime. It's going to get a bit of radio, um, and we're definitely massive fans. So can't wait to see it the next gig, Luke. Get in your ear. I can't wait to see you guys there. It's always great to see you at gigs. Kind of settles me down a bit to know that there's 
some some real steadfast support out there in the crowd. So I really appreciate everything you guys have, um, you know, the support that you've offered the band and everything that you're doing uh, for, for music in this town and beyond. It's very important stuff. So keep it going, fellas. That's nice to hear. Thanks, Mark. Nice to hear. Nice. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Just before you play your last one, mate, um, I was just wanted to prom- um, mention a couple of gigs coming up that uh, not only yours, but just a gig. Um, how I bet you can't wait to to see this kind of crowd at a at a, a venue again. Um, oh. This was this was the first opening of the April Sun um, gig, which is a series of gigs, obviously coming up in St Kilda, and and a massive uh, opportunity with festivals. And this this is really one of the first big pushes with numbers out there again. Um, and great to see the first one's gone off without a hitch um, out in this stage in St Kilda, and it'll be unbelievable. So look forward to getting down there this week. Um, Berkey and I will be there. Don't worry. You and I back on stage, which is awesome. Um, this is a huge lineup: Magic Dirt, Dallas Crane, and the Casanovas. So this is going to be a big one. Um, this Turn them back the clock. Absolutely. Turn them back the um, clock. That was the stuff that I was – it was blowing my mind when I came to Melbs. Oh, well, feel free to get a ticket, Luke, and join us there, mate. We'll be yeah, we'll be there. Call, mate. We'll uh, we'll look after you. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to we'll see how I go. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously this Wednesday night, Berkey and I are going to do the road trip down to Archie's Creek for Polyman and UMI. That'll be huge too, sold out. Um, which is another great gig. Holy man, who we had on the um, George on the show two weeks ago um, was yeah, super to have. What a talent! How good, how good, how good really exciting for you, Luke. Um, seeing some of these young talents come up as well, um, both in any music scene, but just uh, music's alive and well, no doubt. And it's just a, it's going to be awesome to have venues, and most importantly, venues opening capacities. Uh, most importantly, um, with a good mate of ours, uh, Rusty from Electric Mary, on at the corner. This weekend, um, this Saturday night. So there's plenty of gigs on. Um, the hard part, Luke, to be honest, is is getting to right the ball. Um, oh, yeah. at the moment. I think music is in, yeah, is in very good hands. It's just been amazing. To, I mean, a bit confronting because it's like I, you know, I remember the Wilson boys when they were little kids because I've known Sarah for years. And now they're just like hot property and they're just yeah. killing it you know and it's and it's so they're so good and it's so good to see and not only that yeah. it's it's like folk folk bitch trio has um genie pilkington in it who's craig yeah. and barb's yeah. daughter craig pilkington um and yeah you know it's just it's just awesome it's awesome to see those those uh i don't want to say yeah, kids it makes through. me sound yeah. old <laughs> and we see Polly, you go and see Polly Man, and you've got a talent like Finn sitting there playing playing drums, doesn't sing, doesn't mm. do backup vocals, and you go, get out from behind the drum kit there, Finn. But yeah. his own yeah. stuff's bloody tremendous too, so amazing. That's just amazing to see that. I love, you know, what a beautiful family and what a, you know, oh, yeah. what an absolute joy it is seeing them blossom you know into these yeah. amazing musicians in their own right um as everybody knows you know chris was a powerhouse and 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 is 
dearly missed. And um, oh, yeah. they are just, you know, they are just it's just a beautiful thing to watch. You're right. Watch them progress, you know. We're going to have to knock this on the head, Luke. It's supposed to go 45 minutes or so way over time. But it's uh, been great we, chatting to you, mate. Love it. Love yeah. It. I felt like we were just shooting the breeze. So thanks, everyone. You're right. Out there. That, that, be, um, that sort of sat through all that. And uh, let's democratise mental health across the board yeah. and make it accessible. This shit should be taught um, to us in, in high school. Bloody earth. Exactly right. Uh, and and just on that, Luke, uh, I really want to thank you for being so open with us, mate, uh, to be perfectly honest, yeah. um, that you feel comfortable enough to talk about that with us, and that's what we want to do. That's why we created this show. We've got a couple of people coming on from different charities in the next couple of months talking pretty much mental health. So, um, mate, we we really thank you for uh, being so open with what, what we discussed tonight. Uh Play us out, great man. Let's hear something. You no, know, but it's yeah. I mean, it's just it's made such a difference to me. So um, it's important stuff. What am I going to do? I'll do a cover song. I'll do an Evan Dando song. Always had a roof above me. Always paid the rent, but I never set foot inside a tent. Couldn't build a fire to save my life. I lied about being the outdoor type. And I never slept out underneath the stars. Closest that I came to that was one time my car broke down for an hour in the suburbs at night, and I lied about being the outdoor type. Too scared to let you know. Knew what you were looking for. I lied until I fit the bill. God bless the great ignorant. I lied about being the outdoor type. I never owned a sleeping bag, let alone a mountain bike. Yeah. Rock climbing weekend. What if something's on TV and it's never shown again? It's just as well I'm not invited. I'm afraid I hide. And I like that at the end. The I never learned to swim, can't grow a beard, or even fight. And I like that at yeah, Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Luke. You're a champion, mate. Lots of love, brother. See you guys on Friday. Look forward to meeting you, mate. It was fantastic. Have a great night. Bye, everyone. See you, buddy.
How good was that, guys? Um, so good oh, to have Luke with us. We cannot wait to be at his next gig. And just a little final note um, on just where to get... And that's where you get it, Bandcamp, or most importantly, get to a gig. Now that Luke's got CDs, we need to buy them. So let's get there. Um, Keep delivering this show, you blokes. Well done. Yeah, it's good. Thanks for um, telling us about Luke, most importantly. Um, a little while ago right, now, Berkey, back, it's been awesome. And thanks for coming yeah. on, mate. We really appreciate it. No, proud to be part of it. Well done, boys. You're welcome There's anytime, another, uh, Berkey. Nice Enjoy. Bit in depth. See you, mate. <laughs> See you, boys. Lots of love. Great night. See you guys. See you Friday. Done.